How's it going? Good. Jeez, took you long enough. Uh, hey, everybody. Welcome to Chaos at Ringside. I'm Jonathan Gilchrist. And that guy over there who's always fucking late for everything is Mr. Artie Vice. So, yeah, yeah. Get it, get it. Oops. <laughs> uh, I'm fine. I'm fine. I did work all day and have lost my voice from working all day. Just waiting for you to get off your ass and start this. You know what? See, no. I- I was giving you extra time to recover. That's what oh, it was. That, that's what it was. You're letting me rest my voice. Good. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Um. Yeah, so that's also my way of saying if my voice seems weird, that's what's happening. But it, it, I don't think it'll be that bad. It was just one of those days where I hadn't worked for a while, and then it was kind of a busy day. So Woo. your voice kind of fucks up with you after that. Yeah, voice fucking. Woo. Anyway, um, so today we're going to be talking about some wrestling. Some big shit happened over the last two weeks. Um, I don't know, like what we always do is start off with the other stuff. Do you want to dive right into ROH or do you want to save that for after we do other stuff around before we get to ROH? I mean, we can start off with that. Okay. Um, why not? <laughs> I think it's pretty much the biggest news story, which is sad yeah. for ROH that they're the biggest news story because of that. Not for a good it. reason. Not for a good reason. Um, so if you haven't heard somehow and you're listening to this show, um, Ring of Honor has basically, they haven't closed, but they're going on quote-unquote hiatus, which yeah, means, they, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say, yeah, specifically, like, Sinclair Broadcasting shut down Ring of Honor uh, mm-hmm. to basically, like, reevaluate the promotion. Right, which means that all the wrestlers have been let out of their contracts. And, yeah, so um, most yeah. of them... Um, it, it's basically from how I understand, actually, let me find, mm-hmm. because it should say here specifically, cause they're not, it's not like there's, it's not like everything is just done right this second. Right. Um, so basically the way it works is like the, most of the wrestlers are basically under contract until either their contract ends by the end of the year mm-hmm. or basically the end of the year. Right. Yeah, like anybody, I think what I read was anybody that has a contract up through March 31st, they're going to get that money out. Anybody yeah. after that will they'll have uh, meetings about buying out the contract. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. they're finishing up the year uh, with uh, with like a, uh, a final battle, which is like their, their biggest like pay-per-view. Yeah. Kind of thing. Well, not pay-per-view specifically, but it's, it's their like biggest yearly event. Yeah. So, I mean, there's just so much that comes out of this. Uh, so many possibilities of people going to other places. Yeah. Um, one thing that I saw that really, like, it seems almost like a silver lining, if it's true, is that um, apparently the ROH library, like the video library, might be up for sale. And I think if AEW is serious about building their own streaming service, they should pay basically any amount of money to get that library. Cause... Yeah, I, on the one hand, it scares me because if they're selling their their video library, it mm-hmm. almost like makes me feel like they're not. They don't think they're coming back, right? 
Well, which really scares me. So that is possible, but part of the part of what you have to realize with the wrestling company, and I know this from studying the fall of WCW, um, is that when you sell off a wrestling company, one of the few assets you actually have, besides like the physical equipment to put on the show, is the library. So when WCW was sold and they didn't get the TV rights, that's pretty much all Vince bought because WCW didn't own anything else, even though they right. were a much bigger cart. So what I'm thinking is that maybe selling off the library, while it, yes, it is a, it's not a good sign. It could be a hey, let's get some money out of the out of it while we put it on hiatus and use that money to revamp it. So let's hope that that's the idea because you know the other ideas they're just done, but. We'll have to wait and see what happens. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, um, it's, it's, it's unfortunate. Uh, when you look at what they were doing, though, like, mm-hmm. not in a bad way, but in a good way, really. Uh, when mm-hmm. you look at what they were doing, like, it's it gives off that kind of feeling that it was bound to happen eventually. Yeah. Um, because they, had, they, they weren't able to do any live events. They were still doing tapings and stuff. But they weren't really doing any live events, obviously, because of COVID. But they still, like, were paying everybody. And, like, you know, it's mm-hmm. when you see a when you see a the biggest promotion in the country letting off that can afford to do it, let off so many people because of quote unquote budget restraints. And then right. you see a company like ROH that doesn't really have the money to do it and they do it to their own detriment to make sure everyone still gets paid. It's right. it's uh, uh, it's a pretty crazy thing. Yeah. <laughs> no, it it does suck. Uh, I mean I've I haven't watched ROH regularly for a while, but just to think about all the talent that was there, pretty much, pretty much the top of both companies, AEW and OV, a lot of them have like a root in ROH, yeah, um, to some degree or another. And so, yeah, it really does suck. The only, like I said, the only silver lining I saw was like, oh my god, if AEW did buy that library and then worked out a deal with like New Japan and Impact to bring in their libraries, you've instantly made a library equal, if not better. Than the WWE Network, like better, just, it'd be better. It, yeah, better. Well, for you, it'd Especially be better. Since the WWE Network doesn't exist anymore. Right. Well, better than the Peacock WWE section, let's say. Yeah. But you know, but what I mean, almost like, anything's better than that thing. Like that. Yeah. Oh God, that needs so much work. So frustrating. But, um, <clears throat> yeah, and join us next week when we use that network to watch a pay per view. <laughs> yeah. So, right. <laughs> that'll be fun. Um. Yeah, so that, like I said, very sad. I, a lot, like, my mind keeps going to the what's going to happen, but at the same time, it's like, oh, I really wish that that didn't happen. I wish that ROH was healthier because it it was and is a really good company with some really good, like, brand recognition in it that I yeah. wish would, you know, continue. Um, one thing that, like, I've saw, saw, like, I saw this on Twitter and I've heard other people talk about that FTR has sort of, like, hinted at uh, calling out the Briscoes and I'm I'm of of two minds of it because one, the Briscoes are an amazing tag team and and then fighting FTR would be awesome. They are also chicken farming rednecks that are horrible in this day and age as far as like everything about social media and I don't know if AW wants to put that on their brand. You, know you I mean? don't like, worry about that stuff, though. I don't. I, I. Okay. I don't personally, but I think about it from a business point of view. Do you want to take on that liability if you're Tony Khan 
especially when you've spent so much time whenever anybody's kind of gone off the lines to correct it. You know what I mean? So like the Sammy Guevara thing, um, uh, Jimmy Havoc, the, and all of this I think is a positive. I really do think it's a better culture, but the Briscoes, they don't really play in that culture, if that makes sense. So, I've never, I, I just don't, maybe I just don't pay enough attention. I don't pay a lot of attention to that kind of stuff in general. Like, yeah. I don't, are, are, are they known for like not? Specific, yeah. Specifically, I've not, I haven't read them, but specifically, they, I suppose it's been homophobic tweets. Um, um, where they've said probably use the f word a lot, and you know stuff like that. Just you know, which like I said, I I don't begrudge you having your right to say whatever you want. I'm just saying from a company standpoint, I don't see AEW taking the chance. Yeah, no, I get that. Their, you know what I mean? Yeah, no. If that's like a common thing that they do, then yeah, that makes it kind of tough to yeah. bring them in for any. Again, like even not even for a con- like bringing them in for just like one thing. Yeah, and again, as far as the match goes, I have no doubt the match would be fucking awesome. Yeah. I just, you know, it just is what it is. Yeah, you have no, to I get consider that, the things. Um, but I don't know. I like honestly, this is another problem with I think where ROH was. I don't know a lot more about their roster because most of the roster I knew is gone or yeah. you know elsewhere. That's more just because you didn't watch it though. Like they're like yeah. there's definitely talent on that roster. Like, like who, I mean, don't, I mean you Dalton, about? Castle, Dalton Castle was still there, and mm-hmm. I still love me some Dalton Castle. Uh, mm-hmm. Roosh is there, and Roosh is like one of the best wrestlers in the world, hands down. Uh, Matt Taven's there. Taven's freaking awesome. Uh, you had, you had like the pure, um, they had this like, I forget their names, but they had this like pure faction that they brought mm-hmm. back like the pure title. Okay. And they had this, like, basically this, like, pure faction that was, like, Jay Lethal, John Gresham, um, and, like, two other guys that I don't remember the names of. Um, but, like, all of them were really, really good. You still have, like, Kenny King in there, who's awesome. Yeah, Kenny uh, King is awesome. Yeah, Rhett Titus is really good. Oh, Rhett Titus is in that group. Rhett Titus is in the pure faction. Okay. Um, and he's, like, he's really good. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of names actually that are like in there still that you would remember, um, right. that you that you just like wouldn't think of off the top of your head. Fairly um, possible. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, no, okay. there's still a lot of talent. I'm like I said, I'm very excited to see where like people end up and what happens. It does open up a lot of possibilities, even though it's from a bad you know situation. So let's see what happens. Yeah. Like, um, oh my god, Roosh wrestling in AEW would just be like him. Mm-hmm. I can just imagine like him joining up with Andrade. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Starting up like oh. a Los Ingernables in in um in AEW. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's what AEW needs. More factions. Yes. More and more factions. Yep. Um more good so, factions. That's true. I mean they haven't really I wouldn't, well, no, you know what? Like like, over every once in a while. Oh, man. Yeah. I was going to say, I don't think AEW's really screwed up yet with a horrible faction. I think their most silly faction is um, the Wingmen, but I still like the Wingmen. So, yeah, no, they're still fun. So, yeah, I don't really think there's been ba- a bad faction yet. And when there has been, they've kind of self corrected. So, yeah. 
Um, all right. So yeah, I think that's yeah, you know, that's basically what's going on with ROH. Um, the other thing I saw from outside WWE or AEW was that Moose has become the new um, world champion, and yeah. he basically called out everybody. <laughs> yeah, apparently that was so. Apparently that was like really good too. Like apparent. So like the Christian Cage Josh Alexander match was. Okay, we're back. Yeah, right. internet there for a second. No, no, that's, that's okay. Sorry about the sun and edit. It shouldn't be too jarring, but I'm going to cut off the last few seconds uh, without last recording. So you were talking about the uh, Christian Cage match on Impact. Yeah, so the I heard the Chris. I, I didn't get a chance to see it myself yet because I couldn't afford the pay per view. But uh, Christian Josh Alexander was apparently really, really good. And then yeah, Moose uh, cashed in whatever Impact's version of like money in the bank or whatever the frick they do, um, right. and basically took the title. So yeah, so now you have, um, which I think was a smart move because it got the title off of an AEW guy. Mm-hmm. And got the title on the Moose, which I mean, Josh Alexander was an impact guy too. So, right. but now it by doing that, by having Christian lose the title to Alexander and then like Moose taking the title off of Alexander, it kind of opens up this like Moose versus Alexander rivalry and have two impact guys fighting for the impact title. And right. that way, like the AEW guys kind of out of it. That makes sense. Yeah. So now that again, like they can really kind of like focus on impact now. Because if, if you think about it, like the impact title hasn't been on an impact guy for a while. Because remember before Christian it was on Kenny. So Kenny, right. Yeah. No, that makes sense. I I think it's a good choice for a championship. And I think at some point you might get more AW guys involved. But for right now, yeah, it can just be an impact thing. I think the idea now is gonna be the women's titles gonna start going over to AEW for a while where I just from what I've heard like vaguely it's like part of the TVS title thing is going to be a crossover with impact a little bit but um well let's see what happens I just that's like a weird rumor I heard somewhere oh uh, yeah I know I know Mickey James won the title off of Deanna Perrazzo actually mm-hmm. um during that pay-per-view so my thought is so there's been there's been hints and talks and kind of jokes of basically this like cross promotion alliance mm-hmm. between Britt Baker and Deanna Perrazzo. Okay. So I don't know, maybe this might lead, this might lead to maybe like Britt Baker showing up on impact to help Perrazzo get the title back or something and like stuff right. like that. And like Perrazzo showing up on AEW. Yeah, I, I could see that. Britt's getting sweet. So. Brits uh, getting quite the little um, faction going, so it'll be interesting to see if they add more people to it. Yeah, well, I think this would be a little different because this would be specifically like a like <clears throat> at least from what I've seen, I don't think you'd be seeing like um, I don't think you'd be seeing like Jamie Hader showing up on Impact, for example, to like help out Perazzo. Like I think this right. is strictly like a a Perazzo Baker alliance. Got it. And also, this is more like a, as of right now, this is just kind of like a, a a rumor type thing. This isn't like a for sure thing or anything like that. Right. All right. Well, we'll, we'll have to see what happens. I wish Impact was on a network I could see, but, you know, eh, yeah, have everything. 
Uh, let's see. What else? Anything else I can think of? I don't really... I, I really don't have any more like outside WWE or AEW stuff that I can think of. Did you have any New Japan, AAA stuff you wanted to throw in here? Uh, I don't have any specific um, news that I can think of off the top of my head. Um, just looking through here. Oh, I mean, I, I kind of want to watch it before I really get into it. Okay. There, so there is pretty big news out of New Japan concerning the winner of a certain tournament. But right. since I haven't really seen it, I don't really want to go through it because I don't really have a lot of the information. Yeah, we can save that for next time. That's fine. <laughs> well, the yeah. one thing, so we can, we can, I mean, we can say who won. So, so just as a, so just go through everything. So the winner of the uh, G1 Climax, um, like that whole tournament came through and the winner of the tournament was one Kazuchika Okada, which was, at least for me, pretty surprising. Um, just because he's kind of right. been out of the hunt for a little bit. But I mean, he is also like the he is also kind of like the like the guy of New Japan. So it makes sense that he'd be he'd be getting back in here, especially because of an injury to one Kota Ibushi. He's right. injured again, so he's going to be out for I think I think it said like two to three months or something like that. Uh, it's not funny, but the way they the way they like attack their bodies, I'm not surprised. Yeah, especially Abushi. I mean, Abushi's God. He's just so it sucks because he's so good. He's just been going through so many injuries. Yeah. No, there's only just there's only so much you can do before your body gives up. So let's see what he does after he gets back. Because I I don't even know the full list of his injuries, but just from what you've told me, it's like yeah, no, he needs to change his style, and it doesn't seem like he's going to do that. No. So it's only a matter of when is his career going to be ended. Basically, yeah. No, it's 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 frustrating. It, it's unfortunate, but um, but yeah, the finals of the the finals of the climax tournament were uh, Okada and Jeff Cobb, and uh, Okada Okada beat beat Jeff Cobb. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, no, I have to sit down and watch that too. But I've been I've been watching uh, old Doctor Who. So my free time has been kind of eating up that, and I bought Assassin's Creed Origins. So mm-hmm. one of those two things is what I've been doing most of my time. Uh, but um, let's see. So besides New Japan, which we'll get into more of that when we do actually, while well, you or I, one of us, sat and watched it. Um, so let's see. Let's get into WWE stuff. Um, I guess because it's the first thing that popped in my head, Brock Lesnar getting uh, – "Quote unquote suspended." <laughs> oh, like I, every time somebody, because that's basically that's how they get him off TV, basically every single time, and right. it's just so fucking hilarious. It if he wasn't okay, so anybody else, if you do that, it's fine. That that's a perfectly legitimate and you know cool way to make him you know a badass that doesn't take shit from anybody. I get that. But when it's Brock Lesnar, it's like, no, you didn't suspend him. He wrestles once every six months. We'll see him at 
Um, vaguely, probably um, WrestleMania, I'm guessing. Um, if we I might see, see him at the Rumble. Or the Rumble, but it'll still be about I, three to four months. Yeah, I think we're going to see him at the Rumble, probably, and then mm-hmm. WrestleMania. Right. And if it hadn't been that cycle for the last most of a decade, <laughs> I like maybe the spending angle would make sense. And then they added the fact that he got a million dollar fine, which one of my one of my favorite things I saw about this, uh, Bully Ray on Twitter just tweeted, "Oh, a million dollar fine? You mean one night's pay?" So <laughs> it just made me laugh. Not only that, but he didn't actually get fined or anything. Like it's no. all. It, like obviously it's all story so it's not like he's right. actually getting fined for anything he didn't actually have to pay WWE any money or anything like that right Yeah, no. Like they could have said it was a 10 million dollar fine I, I mean at the same time I guess you have to figure like in kayfabe you have to get yeah. a reason why he's not there right but I, just, I don't know I'm just I wish they could either come up with something or stop relying on part timers like this well, that's not going to happen because they yeah. don't—they haven't built anyone up full time really that can do it. You know, right? Not like that, but the WWE loves part timers, right? I am a little like well excited in that I will watch the outcome on Facebook. Um, I guess Seth Rollins and Big E are going to start a thing, so yeah. that should be good. Yeah, I've um, noticed that. I, yeah, I saw some things on that. That's that should be pretty decent. I, like I think we've said this before, the reason I don't watch uh, Raw or SmackDown is because, as far as I can tell, I would probably enjoy the last maybe twenty minutes of both, and then the rest would just be about five hours worth of slog. And I just I have a certain amount of time on this planet, and I choose how I waste it. So that's why I don't watch Raw or SmackDown. Um, if they can get that ratio up to even like maybe. An hour enjoyable out of three or or two, I'd probably end up watching it. But they haven't got to that ratio yet. No, they really have. It's just not. Yeah, it's not good. Consistent. It's just not yeah. consistently good. Yeah. It's if anything, it's consistently bad. Yeah, yeah. And hopefully, and like I said, I'm gonna keep my ears open. If the news changes, I'll watch it. I just yeah. won't get attached to anybody because don't do that anymore. Um, but I'll watch it at least. So, um, yeah, I don't know if there's any other stories that... Um, I, I mean, guess... Um, okay, go ahead. I was going to say, I mean, there's the stuff with Charlotte. Oh, yeah, that she got escorted out of the building. Yeah, and, well, uh, yeah, because right? of the her, the thing, the, like, what do you want to call The, like, segment. Yeah, that's the word I was looking for. The segment with her and Becky, where... Uh-huh. The whole plan was, I guess, for them to like basically exchange titles, right? But Becky was supposed to like take the title from Charlotte and like hold up both of them, but uh-huh. Charlotte didn't want to do that because that would make her look weak, I guess, or right. like it would make it would make her look bad. So instead, she just like dropped the title in the ring and made Becky pick it up, um, which was not supposed to happen. Charlotte just did that shit on her own, and right. so that started a fight between the two of them backstage. Uh, and it ended up with Charlotte getting escorted out of the ring right. or out of the arena and everything. All the meanwhile, Vince is there watching this whole thing go down and nobody talks to him about it or anything. And he's just like, 
he, and he, apparently he gets pissed off because he's like the fucking, you know, fucking Vince McMahon and nobody's coming to him about this when he's like standing right, right there. Yeah, I like the just the okay, just even the concept of when how it was supposed to go. It to me, it feels like well, we don't give a. It, I felt this way about the tag titles too when they did it last time they did a draft. When you just say okay, we're just gonna put the titles on the other champion because we're just gonna move the titles. You don't give a fuck about the titles. Like they, the titles then are just clearly props. It doesn't matter if you're the Raw champion or the SmackDown champion. You're the same, and it doesn't matter. Like, you should want, as that champion, if you're doing the storyline correctly, you should think that your SmackDown title is the greatest title out of all, like, better than the Raw version, better than any version of this title. And it that's just not the way to be set up. It's just they're interchangeable, and they don't really matter that much. Yeah. Um and at the same time, I kind of see what Charlotte was going for because, yeah, just Becky holding up both titles does make Charlotte look second. And in character, Charlotte Flair as, like, Ric Flair's daughter would just be like, well, fuck you, I'm putting the title on the line. Or I'm putting the title on the ground. And let's just remind you that her father was the guy that instead of, like, giving back the world title, came to WWF TV as the real world champion and fought Hulk Hogan for a summer. So, like, yeah, I, I completely see why she did that in character. But I well, <laughs> it also, um, from what we've from what we've seen, it also mm-hmm. goes with her real-life personality as well, because apparently not a lot of people like her. Yeah. So. Which I, I mean, I don't... I'm not surprised. She's a player. I mean, let's be honest. Yeah. I, I don't, like, I don't really want to take sides on it. It seems like it's all real weird, kind of, like, politicky shit that really shouldn't happen, but you know, I mean, whatever. It's, it's the WWE, though. Like, that stuff, that stuff is quite normal in the WWE. Yeah. I mean, you know, especially like, I cannot help but feel that Charlotte Flair probably has an, a, a very old school feeling on wrestling, considering mm-hmm. who her dad is. Right. And, you know, because of that, there's certain things that she's not like since she believes herself to be the best. And I mean, honestly, she has every right to think that like she's, she's great on the mic. She's amazing in ring her, like she, a part of it, she's so good in ring that like, it's tough for like, obviously Charlotte Flair really can only be a heel. Like her face stuff is just not good. Charlotte Flair is a heel through and through. But her in-rings, like, she's so good in ring, though, that, like, it's hard for a face to, like, get over when they're against her because right. they're they're never as good in, in the ring as she is. So, like, when right. she's doing, like, these back, these, like, moonsaults off the, off the top and everything onto the floor, like, how is a face supposed to, how is a, a, a face supposed to, like, keep up with that, you know? When, right. unfortunately, especially in the WWE, most of most of them aren't really like able to do that stuff. Right. Yeah, no, that's so fair. It's led to a lot of, from what I've seen, it's, it's, it's led to a lot of issues from what right. I've seen. Yeah. Cause like you have to remember the basic psychology, there's, there's different types of a uh, heel, but the basic psychology you're supposed to get through most heel versus face matches is 
that the face is better and that if the heel just didn't cheat, the face would win. So, like, when you have a, a heel that can just out-wrestle a face and can just do it clearly, like, it's not even, like, yeah. kind of, like, it's just, yeah, no, it does make it hard for the face to be the, oh, if they only had a fair shot, they'd win. No, they could never really match up to her. So that's part of the problem. Yeah. Um, like, yeah. the way I see it, because it's, it's also, let's remember, it's not like it's not like Charlotte's getting cheered. You know, mm -hmm. she's getting booed like a heel should. She's a great heel. Mm -hmm. uh, like, I would, so like, the way I would look at it is it's, it's kind of like if, I'm trying to think of someone who was not really great without, huh. It's like if, Trying to think, I'm trying to think of what a good comparison. So, like, if, it, it's kind of like if MJF uh -huh. was was doing his thing that he's that he's currently doing, but like the only people who could like wrestle against him was like WWE Santino Morella. Right. I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah, there's there is that where the talent might not be up to it, but I think it's also part of how she does her psychology. Because, like, if you compare her to her father, her father could wrestle rings around everybody, too. But he also was really good at being the chicken shit. And when the, he, when the face, like, got on the attack, he would beg off. He would get on his knees and beg for mercy every time. And that's part of how the face got over. Because you're like, oh, Flair might be good, but he's, you know, he's a coward. Charlotte doesn't have any personality traits like that i've yeah, never seen yeah, her beg she, off or anything yeah you can you can you can definitely tell she really she really has this thing against looking weak in any way shape or form yeah yeah but it, yeah like i said i i don't know what the the real solution there is i don't know how that like high school drama is going to work out well also, i, can't I mean believe honestly i think want... it's I think it's going to end with Charlotte. Charlotte's probably going to leave the WWE, if we're being honest. People keep saying that. I Well, I couldn't I couldn't see Rick leaving either, so maybe. I don't know. Well, it I, don't know I mean, her me, fiance is in, in AEW. Like, Andrade is in AEW. Oh, yeah. I, you it's know, not like she I, doesn't know anyone there. My only, really, my only issue is I don't know if she I don't know if she'd be welcome there. Yeah. That was my, my thought. My thought was more like if she does go there, like I'm not even saying that Britt is as good a wrestler as Charlotte, but it would be them fighting for that position. And man, I don't think Britt wants to have that kind of competition. Like, I don't know who would win. I just know it would be it would be kind of ugly. It would it would not be like yeah, it could yeah, be very I mean, ugly. Purely more personality wise, because I don't. Because again, I just from I don't know. I yeah. just. Everything I've seen has suggested that she has a very, very strong personality. Right. And from what I've seen, AEW is a very uh, every every place has issues, but from what I've seen, AEW for the most part isn't that kind of locker room. Right. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. I don't know. Well, well, let's see what happens. I, I, man, it's all just speculation at this point. So. Let's yeah, it just, it's more just like here. interesting stuff to, to think of because right. it's been, yeah, because it, 
it's a very interesting story because this yeah. is like I think this is the closest we've gotten so far to like Charlotte seeming like she's done with the WWE, right? With her frustrations. Well, um, moving over to like NXT, um, I guess the Usos' little brother premiered. Yeah, I didn't, really, I didn't see his match. How did you see it? I did not see it. Apparently, like it's been all good stuff though. Like yeah. there hasn't been any negatives about it. Everything that I've that I've read online so far is he's he looked really good. Yeah, I like I've seen clips of him and I've seen pictures of him. Everything looks like it's. Yeah, he's an Uso. Looks like it's going to be pretty um, interesting to see uh, where he goes and if he ends up on the main roster, if he ends up, you know, going into that storyline with the family or, you know, what he does. But, yeah, no, I, I've only seen clips of it, so I don't really have a lot to say. I just thought it was interesting that he premiered. Man, it would be so cool if you just get, like, the Usos going down to NXT mm-hmm. really quick, at, like, from time to time just to, like, um, I like to help him out or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, that would be cool. God, that'd be so sick. And they like, and uh, they um, eventually, I'm talking like way down the line, like they help him win titles and shit. Yeah. Yeah, that would be good. I, I, yeah, that, I think that'd be really cool. That'd be a halfway decent storyline. So maybe they should do that. And they get this sort of like cross promotional, like bloodline going, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I saw that uh, Braun uh, Breaker uh, fought Champa. I didn't yep. know how that ended, but I saw that he had a match with him at uh, Halloween Havoc. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I still don't know about not having the name, but I think he's doing a good job. Uh, you know, living up to legacy, and I guess they did let him let the commentators use the nickname Genetic Freak. So that's a nice homage. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, I didn't get a chance. Uh, I didn't get a chance to see the match, but uh, from what I saw, I mean, like from what I've read and stuff, uh, Breaker, I it didn't look bad. You know, yeah. like in the match, like he 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 held his own, which, which is a great he... sign because he was in the ring with Champa, who's a who's fucking amazing. Right. Yeah, for somebody that's like that early on in their career, that's pretty good uh, goalpost to hit so early. Yeah, that's a really good sign. Yeah. So I who hope... knows? Maybe he'll be. Uh, maybe maybe he'll be. He'll be just that good. Yeah, I hope Vince is happy. I hope that, like if nothing so else, do I. I don't. I just I hope this will finally at least make him happy. I don't know if it's going to make USA Network happy. But no, it's <laughs> hopefully not. it'll make Vince happy. It shouldn't um, make it. It shouldn't make USA happy because they're it's not it's it's not a good show like it used to be. You know what I mean? Right. It's just not. So it's it shouldn't make them happy because it's not a it's not quality anymore. No. Um at the same time though, and yeah, no, it's it's basically it's what Vince wanted, so it should make Vince happy. Yeah. At least maybe that'll my main hope is that it'll, like we've been saying, it'll lead to less people coming up to the main roster to be buried. So yeah. that, that that's all I'm hoping for. If we get yep. a couple of good guys that um, like are actually impressive, and then they can actually come up and just be those characters without making them the Viking fucking experience, for example. Yeah. Um, 
it'll all be worth it if that ends. Yeah, it'll all be worth it if that ends up happening. Like if that ends up being the result, then it's all worth it. Also, yeah. in in that same Halloween Havoc, just to throw it out there, because these guys are my outright favorite in the NXT world. Imperium won the tag team titles from MSK. Let's go. I did not know that. Good. Oh, that must have been a happy moment for you. I like, love me some yeah. Imperium. Oh, Marcel Bartel and Fabian Eichner. Let's go. They did it. Oh, yeah. speaking of speaking of Imperium, uh, yeah, but... there's rumors that uh, Walter is going to be uh, being uh, is going to be uh, stateside a little more. Yeah, I've heard that they're just like he's going to be around more, which so I find be... interesting because he like he seemed very opposed to it a few years ago, but. Yeah, well, I mean, things change, so hopefully, maybe they were, I don't know, I I, I hope, because that, oh man, I can't, can you imagine, like, him feuding with, like, Champa for the NXT title and stuff? Oh. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I just, sorry, when you said that, I thought of Walter's Chops, which then led me to AEW uh, Rampage and Daniel Bryan. Oh, uh, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> We'll 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 get there in a minute. Um, yeah, no, that would be really cool. I'm hoping that um, I'm hoping he comes over, and I'd like to see what they do with him. Yeah, I especially think since uh, since Bartel and Eichner are the NXT tag champs at this now, I feel like that's more of a reason for Walter to be there, you know, and right. for like the entire for like all three of them to now be there. Right. Also, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's going on with Thatcher, uh, with Timothy Thatcher, because I don't, I don't know if he's back from his injury or not yet. It doesn't seem like he is, right. but you know that's that's another guy who can go right into Imperium once he comes back, right? Especially since he's a former member. Uh, well, yeah. a former member of like the indie version of it. Eh. I mean, if they because they don't have their fourth member anymore, that would be that would work out pretty well. So that'd be cool. Yeah. Also, I'm I don't know though because Timothy Thatcher's on the older side too, so I don't know if they're gonna. I don't know if he's gonna. Uh, I, he, I don't know if he's, he's. I don't think he's. I don't think he's one of the releases. Not that I've heard, but I no. like. I actually would have. His name wouldn't have jumped out at me like a lot of others. So. Yeah. No, I de- I think he's just still injured. Yeah. All right. So, um, yeah, I think that brings us to AEW. Um, yeah, this is what I've actually been watching, so it's hard to know where to start. Because um, I just watched Rampage yesterday, so the newest Rampage is in my mm. head. Yeah. Uh, let's. I guess we could start with the, the tournament in general. What have you thought of the Eliminator tournament so far? Uh, from the bits that I've seen so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it's been fine. Uh they're really the whole Moxley heel thing is really starting to come through. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, what did you uh, think of Lance Archer's injury? It was nasty. Did you see what happened to him? Uh, I did not. So uh, it was it was Archer versus Kingston the first round. Archer went up for a moonsault and completely under rotated, basically landed directly on his head. Oh yeah. And um, I don't, I haven't read the injury report exactly. He did get out away from ringside, okay, but uh-huh. he clearly was dealing with some non-feeling and had to just basically crawl into the ring so Kingston could cradle him for the pin. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and that was how that match ended. Ah, uh, that sucks. Yeah. So I, but he's been tweeting. So he says the injury isn't as bad as it could have been, but there's definitely an injury. And yeah. I just, I forgot to look it up and see because there's a recently been a report about what it's going to actually be. But he might be out for a bit because it was a nasty, nasty landing. Uh, yeah, that's that's pretty unfortunate. That sucks. Yeah. Um, other than that, uh, Moxley versus Vance just oh, yeah, like God, that was, that was brutal. <laughs> that was hard to watch. I don't know why. I don't know why that was so hard. You know what? I, the reason that was so hard to watch is because it wasn't a it wasn't an equal match. Yeah. Usually when when think when like quote like when like a hardcore match or a death match or something, it's right. not it's not one sided, you know. Right. Like that yeah. that was like a straight up mugging. Yeah. That was like no. a televised mugging. And it that oh man, that made it hard to watch. I think yeah, I think Vance might got like one or two shots in, but for the for the most part, yeah, Moxley just mauled him to the point where if you didn't see it, anybody that's listening at one point, as you know, um, number 10, Vance, wears a mask. Moxley rips open the mask and just starts biting his nose. Yeah. Like, it was just, ugh. And, yeah, no, definitely, like, he, he still isn't completely heel-turned, although he did have that promo where he basically just said, fuck everything, I don't care about anyone or this company, I'm going to kill everyone in this tournament, all I care about is my newborn daughter. That's, like, like he was still face and then it came back to family, but yeah. it started with fuck all of you. I'm going to run through all of you. That's what he said. And then it's he went very, out and it was did that very today. Like, um, um, it, it was like, it was basically like a, it was a more, it was like an AEW edgier version of when like, uh, when, of when like KO first showed up in NXT mm-hmm. and he was like the, the, the basically like, I'm doing this for my family. I'm going to like basically destroy everyone and right. be and be a champion forever, so that I can like make sure they're okay, and I don't care about anyone else. Right? Yeah, so no, it's like, like a, a more hardcore AEW version of that. Yeah, and yeah, like I don't think he's completely uh, heel turned yet. I'm assuming that's going to happen next week when yeah. he fights Orange Cassidy. Yeah. Um, which oh, makes sense because if you're going to heel turn the way he's clearly going, Orange Cassidy is a good person to do it against. Yeah. So, um, but let's see who else. What else happened in the tournament? Well, most recently, Kingston fought Brian in that match I mentioned earlier. Right. And that was just that was a barn burner. They just they went at each other, <laughs> and by the time uh, uh, Kingston was done with his chops, I I have to say I think I've said before that his chops didn't look that impressive to me. I take it back. You I have said watched... that before. I distinctly remember you saying that. And I remember every time you think just like, oh, okay, buddy. <laughs> I take it back. I was wrong. Um, I don't say that lightly because I'm rarely wrong. I was completely wrong. And please, Mr. Kingston, accept my apologies if you ever hear this, as I know you're an avid listener. <laughs> <laughs> yep, totally. Uh, but yeah, no, the match itself was awesome. Um, I did see some people um, begrudging the aftermath, but I, when I watched it, I was like, oh, that actually, I thought that made sense. I think it might have been our old friend Cornette, but it could have been somebody else. But basically saying that when Kingston lost, it didn't make sense for him to go back 
and start shit with punk. But for me, I think, uh, especially with the Scalbers commentary afterwards, I think it sold it perfectly fine that Kingston was clearly being emotional, clearly was pissed off that he lost because he wouldn't shake uh, Danielson's hand. And then Scalbers just explains, you know, he thought that punk was laughing at him and his loss. And that's why he came up to him like that. And I think that makes sense. Also, when you think about it, I mean, him and Moxley have been going together for a while now. And, Mm -hmm. you know, if Moxley is going to be turning heel like this, you know, it, it it only makes sense. If you're going to like, I don't, I don't know if they're going to work together anymore. Uh, They might be separate now. Um, But it makes sense. Eddie Kingston is just a really good heel, you know? Yeah. So it, it makes sense that if if Mox is going heel, then to have Kingston go heel too. Right. And just as a side note, I can't wait for the promos of Punk versus Kingston. Yeah. Uh, that's going to be fun. That should be good. Man, I can't um, – I'm just thinking, God, Danielson versus Mox. Yeah. Oh, because I think that's yeah. Because Danielson's in the finals now, right? So yeah. it's just who's going to beat him. And I think we're both pretty much. Well, there's there's still a couple ways they can do it. You could definitely have Mox go full heel and beat Cassidy, um, and then go into the finals against Danielson, which would be a great match. But you could also have um, Cassidy like pull out the victory like, you know, sneakily on Mox, and that makes him go full heel and then have Orange versus Dana Bryan or mm. Brian Danielson. Fuck. I'm going to get it. Damn it. Okay. Um, I don't know, man. So the other thing I'm thinking of is because obviously, and we'll, we'll get into this later whenever we do our, our prediction show, like, mm. I don't know, next week or whenever we're going to end up doing it. It's got to be close because the pay-per-view is on the 13th, right? Right. So, yeah, it'd be like next week. Um, so, whenever we do that. But, like, I don't – I mean, I'm, I feel like this is probably going to be um, – is probably going to be a uh, an Adam Page championship victory, you know? Yeah. And with that, I can only imagine, like, his first challenger being a – pissed off heel Moxley. Yeah. That's, you know? Without knowing who's going to win, I would say you're right. If the idea, which um, I've espoused before, if the idea at this point is to get the title off of Kenny to put it on page, then yes, Moxley makes the most sense as a new heel. And then Omega goes off to fight uh, Danielson for no title, just, you know, respect. So yeah, I could definitely see that. Um yeah, I don't know. And then, but the other way is if Omega wins, then the clear winner is probably Danielson because yeah. they've already set up the feud. So, without knowing who's going to be the champion, it's hard to know for hundred percent. But yeah, again, I love the fact that AEW is a company where I legitimately have three or four avenues that aren't just like they're just saying these are possibilities. They are legit possibilities that would work any way you want to do it. So, yeah. I mean, do you think that the elite, though, like, at least the way they work now, do you think the elite really works without any titles in their group? Um, I think so. I think it'll, um, I think it'll change the dynamic a little bit of like how Kenny will react to everybody else. Uh, I think he'll become more like, 
not all abusive kind of like to the others, like why the guy, why did you let, you know, why did you let this happen type of thing? But yeah. I think you could still keep the group going without the belts. Probably not forever, but for long enough to get through these storylines, definitely before you start thinking about splitting them up. So, cause I think at some point, just the way Adam page or uh, not Adam page, Adam Cole keeps like going up and up and up in crowd popularity. He's not going to stay a wacky to Kenny Omega for very long. It just doesn't make sense. He's just, he's he's too much getting the biggest pops of the night and all that stuff. And I know they want to keep him together for a while as like the super elite, which I'm fine with, but eventually he's going to break away. So. Yeah. Yeah. It might end up being something similar to what like Cody was doing in new Japan. Right. Yeah. So, Oh, speaking of Cody, um, Let's see, what was I? Oh, I was going to talk about one of his promos and it just left me. Oh, his promo with uh, talking about the Malachi Black match. Yeah. Um, and I sometimes Cody just fucking gets it. Like every once in a while, his promos are corny, but everyone, but every like 50th promo, it's like, where <laughs> the fuck did that come from? <laughs> um, just the idea of him coming out and saying, I could have hit the pedigree. I could have hit the pedigree. I could have yeah. come up, challenged for the world title. I was like, you son of a bitch, you could have hit the pedigree. I thought you were going to hit the pedigree. He could, have, like, he could have done it. Oh, like for a minute there, I thought that's what you're going to do. And it didn't even, while I watched it, it didn't even hit me the psychological impact of you hitting that pedigree. But son of a bitch, you're right. If you hit the pedigree, that changes the whole world for Cody Rhodes right there. Like, that is the that is Darth Vader turning to the dark side. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. It would have been something crazy. But, I mean, yeah. it's tough. It's very, very tough. Because, like, you could tell that what he was saying was, like, all true. You know what I mean? Right. Like, he clearly doesn't ever want to do, like, a like a full like heel type thing, you know, and right. him saying like, you know, I, I, he's like, I can't do it. I, I like, I love the fans too much. I love right. doing that kind of thing too much. Um, you Obviously know, you don't know him personally, but from what I can tell about him as a wrestling mind though, I know there's a part of the back of his head that's reading the same things I'm reading and going, son of a bitch, that would be cool to be that much of a heel and be that hot. And I know I could do it. I know it's easy to pull the trigger. That's why he thought of the pedigree. Like, I, yeah. I know it's in the back of his head. I know that's not what he wants to do, but somewhere I can just, I can almost guarantee you that there's that pull of like, oh, but it would be so much fucking fun. <laughs> but go ahead. I'm sorry. I, just, I had to put that out there because like, that's where my brain is when I think about it. Uh, no, you're but, like, I think that's kind of the point. Is like, that's kind of what he said, you know. is like, yeah. he knows that he could do it, you know. Like, he, he thought about it. He, he, like, that's the way he, at least the way I took the interview or, mm-hmm. like, the promo, the way I took it was, like, he, he thought about doing it. And he, he, he knows that he could do it. He knows how easy it would have been. But he didn't do it because, basically, he didn't do it because it was easy. Right. Which is a nice, it's a very good um, 
spin on a baby face ideal of like the hard worker, but without feeling milk toast of yeah. not taking the easy way out. Like I appreciated that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm interested to see what that means because like, if you're not going to turn heel, uh, the only, okay. So the only way Cody ever gets the title shot, the only way that gets broken in my mind, if he's not going to do the heel way is, um, maybe MJF, maybe somebody else, a heel champion has to get so swept up in like wanting to beat Cody that he challenges Cody and puts the title on the line. And they say that that is okay because it's not Cody going after the title. Yeah. The, the champion is forcing the issue. That That's the only way I could see it going if he stays face to ever try and get around it. Yeah. I could see a world where MJF eventually takes the title off of uh, off of Page mm-hmm. after like a year or so, maybe, <clears throat> and then like basically MJF's like running rough shot or something, and then I don't know something happens. Something happens, and like Cody beats him for like a non-title match, and right. like beats, and like just like keeps beating him. To the point where MJF just loses his mind, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah, I think MJF would have to be the champion because it goes back to how the whole stipulation started. Exactly. Think, yeah, that's yeah. why. That's yeah. Like you may, and it, it would even it could even be a thing like you know, like the stipulation stipulation was made during like during that whole like right. thing. You know, although te- technically, <clears throat> technically, it was, the stipulation was with Jericho, right? But you know, like, yeah. But you know what I, I mean. Wonder, I wonder. This is an honest question. Do you think Jericho's ever going to hold another title in AEW? Just a title in general? Yeah, I don't. I don't yeah. think he needs any of the titles. But do you think they're going to put the tag titles or give him the TNT Championship or another run at the Worlds at some point? I don't. He definitely doesn't need to. But I could see them throwing like the TNT title on on him maybe like once for like mm-hmm. a little bit. Yeah, I don't know when that would happen. I'm just curious if you thought it was like a in the cards. Like you could definitely, you could always do it. I'm just wondering if you ever thought like they're gonna like want to do it. I guess the yeah. idea. I don't know. It depends because, like, they could hold the if they hold the TNT title as kind of like the like secondary sort of like younger uh-huh. upstart kind of title. Mm-hmm. Then no, because it makes no sense for him to mm-hmm. ever want to go for it. The only reason I could ever like the only reason he would go for the title is basically if a heel had it that was really pissing him off, right? Unless he goes heel, you know what I mean? Right. Him and um, Ricky Starks were um, starting to like trade jabs back and forth verbally on the commentary desk at Rampage. I was like, that'd be kind of fun to watch yeah. Jericho and Ricky Starks. Yeah, that'd be good. Um, yeah, yeah. So, um, it's, but yeah, that's basically what's going on with Cody. Like, he, he got his win on Malachi. I saw a lot of people in that crowd not happy. I was like, yeah. of course, no one's going to beat Cody three times in a row. It's just, it's, it doesn't make sense. It, and if somebody did, it would make Cody less valuable later when he's trying to build up the next guy they're bringing in. So, you know, 
is what it is. I I yeah. didn't necessarily want it that much either, but I wasn't like angry about it. I was like, of course, let, let him have his win back. That's fine. Yeah. Um, also, I like to, it's leading to an interest, a very interesting tag team match that I think will be really, yeah, really, really interesting to see. <laughs> I um I do want to point something out. This is just me. It's the kind. Of, it's a nitpicking, but I really do want to see it improve. Um, I like the idea of the mist from Malachi as a move. I don't think he's doing it very well. Yeah. Um, every time he hits it, it's not going on the guy's face. Um, I don't know if it's like just the, they don't have the ratio down, so it's not sticking or if his aim is off, but they need to work on that. Cause the, the whole yep. point of the mist is after you hit it, the guy's face is black or green or whatever color you spit at him. So yeah, yeah just want to point out like that. That's us. That's us critiquing AEW as opposed to just constantly circle jerking with our no. fellow AEW fans. No, so, I definitely, that's definitely one thing I really, really want them to, get better at because yeah no i've noticed the same exact thing it never looks good so far i like somebody needs to call tajiri and say like are we just not using the right formula did you say tajiri yeah tajiri yeah i mean tajiri oh shut up no i'm not going to shut up you don't even have the you don't even have the uh excuse of him like not being like known or anything or like not being someone you've seen that goes back to me being 12 and that's how I heard it pronounced. And I haven't heard it since I've been like, you know, 20 years now. So I'm sorry that as a 12 year old, I mispronounced it and I'm stupid. You but, better be. I'm going to go back in time and beat 12 year old you up. <laughs> oh, there's the match everybody's been waiting for. You versus yeah. the 12 year old me. Um, but yeah, no, that, that's really what that is. It's like me just going back. That's just the name that that's when I heard it. I must have learned to mispronounce it back then, and you're the first person to correct me. So thank you for doing it on the podcast. <laughs> oh. Get over here, Great. little Ian. I'm going to beat the crap out of you. And this is for beating me in that one match in 2K13. This is for beating me in that other match in 2K12. <laughs> oh, my God. It's only the year 2000. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> um, yeah, I was 12 you know, in 2000. You, you guys know. can do the math if you want to. Um, all right, so um, let's see what else is okay. So, fuck Jester. This is the last thing that um happened on Rampage that we've seen so far, and we can definitely talk about more stuff. But because it involves one of my favorites, I definitely want to talk about it, especially because there's weird stuff surrounding it. Um, Abaddon versus Britt Baker in the trick or treat match. Mm. Um. I like I didn't know what to expect on this match. I was first of all I was surprised that Abaddon was getting main event play on like one of the main shows when she's usually just yeah. on dark beating people. Yeah, but I mean, I, mean, I, also, will say, I think it's specifically a Halloween thing. Yeah, no, it's clearly like if you're going to do it, Halloween's the time to use Abaddon. Yeah. Um, as far as the match itself goes, I really liked it. I liked I pretty much liked everything about it. I love the use of the tax. I Love the fact that Britt tried to go for the lockjaw and Abaddon just bit her hand. <laughs> um, like that. And the fact that like Britt like had that visible fear of putting her hand in Abaddon's mouth. Cause of course she would have that fear. Yeah. I don't care what kind of glove you're wearing. <laughs> um, the thumbtacks in the mouth. A medieval gauntlet there. <laughs> yeah. That would have helped the thumbtacks in the mouth and then the super kick. That was really cool. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, 
Yeah, and they, and they even got me. Like, there was one or two. There was one time at least that they got me. Where I was like, "Oh my god, are they actually going to give Avatar a world title shot?" Like, I don't think she's going to win, but are they going to do a part two and give her a title shot? Of course, that didn't happen. But they got me right. for a second. Um, that oh, the fucking table. Like, clearly nobody cut that table. <laughs> like, not even slightly. They they just kept bouncing off that table. And um, yeah, that was just that was like early '90s. Haven't figured out how to gimmick a table, uh, hardcore wrestling, like Public Enemy back in like '95 in WCW, oh. basically. Yeah. Uh, but it, like I said, the match itself was awesome. But the weird controversy—not really controversy, but just the weird surrounding of it—because this was a Dynamite and Rampage taping at the same time a lot of people left halfway through the show. Like, oh, a I lot of people. Yeah. yeah, I heard and about you, this. If you pay attention, like, if you're looking for it in the crowd, because they were good about... The, luckily, the, the seats on the hard camera weren't emptied, but you could see certain shots. You could see the big swaths of empty seats in the arena during Rampage. Um, I will give credit. I don't know if it was uh, them using the sound of the crowd from, like, something else, like piping stuff in. But mm-hmm. I couldn't tell from the sound that there was less people there. Um, so that was good. But um, yeah, so that was weird. I think that's just, again, another side effect of doing both those shows at once. Yep. It's just, it's Definitely a lot is. to ask from your fans. Um, which also made me sad because I'm like, oh, they missed that really great hardcore match at the end. Yeah, but, it really sucks. Uh, yeah, I really I wish there was some other way they could do it. Yeah, I don't know if there's another, like, the only other option is to to tour Rampage separately, and it's just not ready for that yet. So I guess we'll just have to deal with it, you know? Yeah. I did see that that Rampage's TV numbers went up a pretty good deal, though. So, like, the crowd might not have been there, but the TV numbers, the ratings went up, so that's good. Yeah, that's good. I heard some people, I've heard a lot of people, like, uh, especially with the whole SmackDown and Rampage going against each other, complaining that AEW, you know, their ratings went down and how they can't really compare. But at the same time, I'm like, but yeah, but Dynamite was on a Saturday and that always fucks with ratings because people just don't find it. It's just, you know, it is what it is, but I don't know. Um, so I think uh, is there anything else you can think of from the last two weeks? Because there's something very specific I want to talk about that's going to lead into our question. Oh, so, okay. No, I don't have anything else to so go for it. Okay. So as anybody that knows me knows, I am a big Eric Bischoff fanboy, and I have found myself disagreeing with Eric Bischoff, and I don't like it, but it has happened. Um. He has been very, very critical of AEW, not AEW in general, but of Tony Khan, how he was calling out SmackDown, which I've already talked about. Basically, I won't say it's exactly the same, but he had a lot of the same points as me as far as like, just you haven't competed yet, really. And it's not a good look for the company in general. You don't want to, you don't want to bring that kind of like negativity backlash on yourself. But the thing that he did start talking about that I did disagree with was he started saying that CM Punk had shit the bed, that he has not brought in the ratings that um, you would have expected, and that 
calling himself or comparing himself to like um, Hulk Hogan in WCW was is just bullshit. Basically, basically he's saying that CM Punk is not delivered in what it was expected he would deliver as far as like ratings. Yeah. Um, so there's two two things. To this um, I'll start with the first one where he's he's pretty much right. Um, comparing CM Punk coming in to Scott Hall and Kevin Nash's impact when they came into Nitro, CM Punk has not done as well as those two. Um, it just it hasn't ignited yet. It might still hasn't ignited yet the kind of buzz and talk that the birth of the NWO created that launched the Attitude Era. Not yet. So he's right about that. However, when you compare him to when Hogan actually came into WCW, um, in his own book, Bischoff admits that Hogan, he didn't say shit the bed, but Hogan did not help ratings. That's not, like he wanted Hogan to help ratings, but from 94 and 95, he says that Hogan was basically a non-factor when it came to our ratings. If the only thing Hogan did that was a net positive was he made advertisers say, hey, we recognize Hulk Hogan as wrestling. Let's yeah. put money into WCW. So uh, I guess it depends on what era you're trying to compare to. And I know at first I was just going to jump all over Bischoff because he was comparing Hogan and, and CM Punk. And I'm like, wait, they both kind of shit the bed. But he was talking specifically about how CM Punk had come out and said that him and um, Dan, or Brian Danielson coming over was bigger than Hall and Nash in 96. And I think he's, I have to admit, I think he's probably right there. At this moment, they have not shown that. That's, that has not panned out. But I don't think it's over yet. So we'll see what happens. So, um, yeah. So there, there it is. There's me disagreeing with Eric Bischoff. I don't like it. Uh, so I'm going to not do it anymore. Is there anything you think about any of the stuff I just laid out there? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> obviously, I mean, I agree. Uh, I, I mean, I, I, I actually, I, I agree with Bischoff on the outsiders part of it. Um, but like at the same time, yeah, I don't know, like. You can't really compare. You first of all, you shouldn't be comparing them. And right. I know Punk did it first, and I don't think he should have. I think it was a dumb move. Right. Um, I think he was just hyped in the moment, and he just said something he shouldn't have said. Basically. Right. Um. You know, but that being said, he also hasn't been used like Paul and Nash were used. You know. That's true. That's a good point. Like Punk's not in there, like kicking the shit out of like. All everyone, you know what I mean? Like big names, like he, like he's not doing what Danielson's basically doing, you know. Right. And to be fair, though, Punk's kind of like said that he didn't want to. Like what right. Punk's doing right now is basically what Punk's wanted to do. Mm-hmm. So, but because of that, you can't really compare them because they're not trying to do the same thing. Right. Like I know AEW wants like ratings to shoot up because Punk's there, but like. Punk has to be doing something worth watching. Right. You know? For my money, I think where we're going to... And I might be wrong. I, I could be very much wrong. For my money, I think where you're going to see the ratings start to go up for Punk is the inevitable heel turn. And I think that's coming. 
because I think the whole point of this whole thing with Punk doing the um, coming out and loving on the crowd and all that stuff, he's even said it a couple times where he's told, asked the crowd, are you sick of this yet? When the crowd starts to turn, he's going to turn. And I think that's going to be the moment where the gas really gets lit. Yeah. Um, in, in my opinion, I think that's where they're heading overall. I but, can um, see that. Um, I don't know. I've just, oh man, it's it's very frustrating because I personally don't mind what he's doing right now. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, I just, I just don't. Like, I, I think it's fine. I don't really care. Mostly because I don't need, I don't, I don't need CM Punk in the main event picture. For, for me personally to enjoy AEW because all the people who are on the top right now are people I want to see more than that. Like, I'm just being honest. Like, I prefer to see Kenny Omega, Brian Danielson, you know, like Young Bucks, uh, Jungle Boy, Adam Cole, pa- Adam Page. You know, I prefer seeing all these guys over him anyways. So what he's doing is fine to me because I don't really I don't need him up there. Yeah, no, I, I completely get that. That makes sense. Like, and especially for you, that's just how you feel about wrestling in general. Yeah, um, exactly. Like that's yeah, that's also yeah. Like I said, that's just my also that's also my overall view of wrestling. Right. Although I will say Danielson being at the top is exactly where I want him because holy shit, can he still go? Right. Um, yeah, no, that's fair. And I like so unless say, CM Punk pulls off some, unless CM Punk pulls off some amazing, like, wrestling match, like Danielson's been doing, mm-hmm. like, unless he shows me that caliber of wrestling, I don't, uh-huh. I just don't need him. I don't, I don't need him in the main event picture. Right. Yeah, I mean, at this point, like, his matches have been good, but you're right, he hasn't really, he definitely hasn't got up there with Danielson's. Um, like up to Danielson's level. Although I will say part of it, and Excalibur very expertly pointed this out, is that he's had five matches in seven years at this point. Yeah, um, no, absolutely. I'm not. So, let me also, yeah, let me also like emphasize. I didn't expect him to right. to to be at that level. You know what I mean? Right. Like he's exactly at the level I expected him to be at. Right. I think you might be able to. If get anything, he's doing enough. better than what I expected. I yeah. like I never expected I'm not some I, I don't know how to put it I'm not some like crazy head in the clouds person who like has these unrealistic expectations of a wrestler who who hasn't done it for over seven or like over seven years who's like you know getting up there in age to all this to all of a sudden like bring it back like it's fucking like I don't know, like 2006. Right. Yeah, no, that's fair. Especially when they haven't been doing it all the time. Yeah, yeah exactly. You know, that's the one thing. Like, Danielson was, came right over from WWE, like, at the top, for the most part, yeah. you know? Yeah, his last match was the main event in WrestleMania. You can't get much more top than that, so. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Like, the no, dude, a- yeah, the dude was having a fucking triple threat match. With Reigns and Edge for the title. Yeah. No, that's a very fair point. Um, yeah. 
So before we get to the question, because it does have to do with CM Punk in general, I wanted to go back to something just because I completely forgot about it, but I wanted to point out just because I like to point out because we usually rag on him when I find something that I think I'm he's right about. Uh-huh. Um, I read something that Jim Cornette said about the Sting MJF uh, uh, interaction in the rain where, you know, uh, Spears and Warlow took him out and then MJF sat there with Sting, holding Sting in his, you know, lap. Um, and I, and Jim Cornette basically said that I, I don't, he said that it generated no heat. I don't think that's true, but I, what it did do, it didn't generate as much heat as it probably could have. And his solution to how you get heat was so simple. I'm like, Oh yeah, no, that really should have happened. He basically just said there was nobody coming in to try and stop it. There was no referees. There was no security. There was nobody in a back that was friends with Sting trying to help him. If you yeah. just had a few people coming out there trying to get into the rain while that was happening to Sting, that is a lot more heat. So I, I think he was correct in that. I don't think he was correct at no heat. I think it still got something accomplished. But yeah, he definitely had a point where that could have been done just slightly better. And this is, by the way, one of those reasons where I wish that somebody could like put a muzzle on him because like his brain could help AEW if you just take it to maybe 30%. (laughs) The problem is that he is always at 110% and fucking hates AEW. Well, yeah, I mean, that's how he gets people to listen to his shitty show. Right, exactly. And instead of listening to our awesome show, which you should do instead. Exactly. I mean, to be fair, you know, Disco Inferno is doing the same fucking thing. Yeah, which is, by the way, that's the whole point of our show. If you listen to Chaos at Ringside, we'll basically tell you the the worthwhile shit they said without having to go through all the other stuff that they're going to spew. So just yeah. listen to us. That's what I'm saying. Um, yeah. I just want to circle back to that because it, it popped into my head. I was like, Oh, it honestly popped in my head when you said old wrestlers. I was like, Oh yeah. Stain. Oh, I was going to mention that. So that's how that happened. Um, poor Stain. Anyway. So let's get back to the, the question. So this is going to be a little bit difficult. We both agreed this is going to be kind of a pain, but I really do think it's an interesting question. Um, the basic question is, what would have happened had CM Punk not left wrestling in uh, 2014? And I think the only way to do this is to lay out the scenario and how that would happen. Because I'm not just talking like he just, for whatever reason, doesn't leave and continues doing what he's doing. I'm saying, what if Vince McMahon had had a moment of clarity where he's like, wow, this guy can make me a lot of money. I should try and make things better here for him. So whatever that means, giving him more time off when he needs it, um, giving him more creative control, basically giving him kind of the Roman Reigns treatment before Roman Reigns is what I'm thinking. So that happens around January 2014, and we're now in 2021, and Punk has been wrestling consistently for WWE since then. How does the wrestling world change um, because of that? So, um, yeah. And the reason this question is a little bit difficult for both you and I, because when we did the Marty Jannetty what if, um, like I had all the history of what happened in my head, and I could just like, see how things would change because I had watched all those years of wrestling over and over again. I have them memorized for the most part from 2014 to 2021. 
for the life of me, I have a hard time trying to remember any main event stuff that's happened in WWE. It just yeah. all sort of washes away. So yeah, we'll, that's we'll, fair. we'll do our best. Um, but okay, so what is your like original like now that you because I didn't tell you about the 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 parameters. What is your like thought process knowing about a happy punk being in WWE for the last seven years? A happy punk. So, as impossible as as it is to believe to think of, mm-hmm. um, I don't know. I've done a little bit of research on what mm-hmm. ha- what was going on back then, just because I didn't remember, you know. Yeah. Um, but basically, so from what I saw, uh, Punk left before he was supposed to have a WrestleMania match with Triple H. Yeah, that was the. That was kind of the straw that broke the camel's back. I do remember that because he wanted to main event for the title, or right. I believe. Right. And instead, they're giving him Triple H, and he thought that was an insult. Yeah. Um, and he which, was also, obviously, he was also, like, hurt and everything. And Right. So then, if that's the case, then if he's happy and everything, this means that he has the match with Triple H. Mm. So that all happens. He, he has the match with Triple H. I don't know who, who wins. Who cares? Um, <laughs> probably, I would actually, for what I'm thinking of, Punk probably wins. Right. Because again, um, part of it's that he gets more creative input. So it, it would be more likely that he'd want to win because what else is the pay? Like, what else is the purpose of that match if you're not putting over the guy that is the younger guy that's got more, you know, longevity in him? Yeah. Um, Besides stroking Triple H's ego, which you know, let, let's be clear, in the real world, that's clearly what would happen. But, but, um, but yeah. So go ahead. I'm sorry, I didn't want to interrupt. You. So, <laughs> in the same night, same WrestleMania, the triple threat match that does happen has Daniel Bryan in it. Daniel Bryan wins that match. Right. Okay. You know, well, yes, will win everything. Right. So, and since they're since at that point, you know. Punk's got this huge like face thing going on, um, and I, my thought here's my thought process. All right, so I think for the rest of that year, Punk basically Punk turns on Brian mm-hmm. and goes heel because mm-hmm. like Brian's getting because my thought is Brian's getting everything Punk is complaining he's not getting, right? So and you have those two just go to war for like the next year back and forth for the title. Right. Um, kind of like reignite. You know how like Cena and Edge were just going back and forth on the title for like the longest time. Yeah. So my thought process is you have that happen again in the WWE. Only it's mm-hmm. with uh, Brian and Punk. Okay. Yeah, that would because that's more enjoyable to watch. Even though honestly, the Cena Edge stuff I always thought wasn't bad. But no. um, but yeah, you have. You have it happen between those two where they're just constantly going back and forth uh, for the title. Right. Um, at that time, I don't know of any I'm trying to think yeah, of who else was really right after that. Batista retires. Um, is this about the same time where Rollins turns on the shield? Or is that is later? I feel like it's close. Let me here. Um, give me one second. It's relatively close, probably. 
up. Uh, can you still hear me, by the way? Yeah. Yep. Oh, good. I changed, I went off the app, and sometimes that stops you from hearing me. One second. I'm just. Uh... Oh, yeah. There you go. 2014. So it would have been the same year. Okay. Um. So, so that probably that probably doesn't happen. I'm thinking actually. Yeah, because what? So the, that all kind of dovetails. Now it's starting to come back to me. So after Brian beats um, Orton and Batista in the main event. Right. Uh, they end up in the feud with the Shield with Triple H, um, right, and right, Evolution, yep. and that's what causes Rollins to break them up. Right. Um, so that all happens. That all probably happens alongside Punk and the Punk Brian rivalry. Mm-hmm. And then what I can see happening is basically, you know, the whole thing with Rollins going corporate, betraying the Shield, happens and everything, mm-hmm. and then probably what I could kind of see happening is maybe during like the blow off or like punk and Brian have the blow off, like the blow off end all match. Right. Um, you know, it ends, they end up like hugging it out or something. And then during that hugging it out sesh, uh, the, uh, I guess just call them the authority at this point. Right. The authority comes out, you know, like corporate Kane, uh, Rollins, Orton, whatever the fuck, come out whatever. and yeah. just beat the shit out of Punk and Brian. Which, and then, by the way, I think that gives the authority a lot more, um, like, uh, gravitas than they had because they just got to beat the shit out of two huge fan favorites. Yeah. And, yeah, I think that puts them at another level than they ever got you know, as they were. All right. Sorry, go ahead. I just wanted to point that out. It's like, that, that's no, a good. big upgrade. <laughs> but yeah, so that's, that's what I'm thinking. And then basically like, what am I? Th- so at that point, you know, so they get beat down. Punk and Brian end up teaming up to take on the authority. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm trying to think back then when, when Rollins turned on them, I forget, did did Reigns and Ambrose like they w- just kind of like went their own separate ways, didn't they? Like they yeah. didn't seem to take on the authority. They tagged a few times, but basically what happened was Ambrose sort of just said fuck it and did his own thing. And then yeah. um Reigns I don't think he ever I don't think at that point he took on the authority right away. Um, but yeah, they tagged every once in a while, but for the most part, yeah, they just went off on their own thing and, and they didn't really, um, I, maybe they did a thing with Seth and, uh, uh, Roman, but I can't remember. I don't think they did. Yeah. Cause I think the first thing was between like Seth and Ambrose. Yeah. So maybe Ambrose fine. Maybe Reigns continues to go off and do his own thing, but maybe like Ambrose finds allies in Brian and Punk. And you right. see, like, the three of them kind of, like, working together to fight the authority. So you mm-hmm. see that kind of thing happen for a while. Um, I don't know. And then, you know, Punk's going to be in that whole situation probably for a while. I can almost see Punk taking the place of, like, Cena mm-hmm. with the authority. Because, you know, how like, Cena eventually for Survivor Series creates the team to, like, take on the authority. Right. 
Oh, that's an interesting because yeah, because the whole point of that team at the end, it's Dolph Ziggler, and that's where Sting uh, makes his debut. Yeah. So I wonder how how let's see how would that affect? Let's say it's Punk and Ziggler at that point. Um, I don't know. Well, because Cena just sort of left after that almost. I can't remember him doing too much. Or was that around the United States title reign too? Oh, you know what? It probably is. Oh, it's just, uh, I remember, like, we watched all of it, and I remember so little of it. Um, yeah. I'm thinking, like, because basically the way I see it is, man, it could have almost... Punk could have almost taken the place of Ziggler. Yeah, that's true. So I don't. I I can see like if Punk is there, Ziggler doesn't get that opportunity. You know, right? And it's Punk basically like facing down the authority by himself in the end of the Survivor Series match. Right. You know what I'm like? I'm realizing as I as I. Like, because all of this does sound, well, let's just put this out there. All of this does sound markedly better than what we got. Like, not that everything in 2014 was shit. It, for the most part, it was actually pretty good. Um, it was only until a few years after that that things really started to fall off the cliff. Um, but I think everything's better, but I don't think it changes that much. I think that the machine that WWE is at that point in 2014 pretty much just keeps going the way it's going, um, regardless of if Punk's there or not. I think the big difference in my mind is that if Punk does get that special treatment and it does translate to bigger shows, more money, whatever, maybe some of the corporate, um, corporate environment changes and guys get better treatment because Vince realizes that it will lead to better results for his show and his product very um, positive outlook on it that's that's what i'm ho- that's what i would say is probably the most likely major impact of this change and i don't think it changes that much in the rain um as far yeah. as what we've seen i think that would be the thing that i see is like a oh that could really have helped a lot of guys um and if you assume that that happened uh, I think that's no. That probably mean more of a push for guys like Sami Zayn when they like first come up from NXT. Exactly. I was and thinking Pac. like, if Vince sees that the creative, uh, giving people creative control or a little bit more creative control allows guys like Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, maybe like the Ascension, um, the Wyatt family definitely allows yeah. them to grow more than they were allowed to in our actual reality. Um, maybe it leads to, um, I don't think it, it stops AEW, but I think it stops a lot of the... Uh, I think it does. You think it stops it completely? I think it just it lessens the impact. No, um, I think it stops it completely, because I don't think... Because uh, there, there's a lot of... So another thing... I mean, Cody's I still in WWE so in 2014, me, so maybe. Well, here, yeah. let me let me explain. So, the only reason Punk would be happy at that point is if Vince McMahon did have that kind of mentality shift. That's the right. only way that could cause that to happen. Right. If Vince McMahon does have that kind of mentality shift, 
that means a much, much better working environment for one Cody Rhodes. Yeah, good point. That's why. I'm and because thinking. of that, Cody, and because of that better work environment where he's getting, Cody Rhodes becomes a much bigger star in that CM Punk WWE world. Right. And with that, he never leaves. He doesn't leave to go to like uh, New Japan and go to the Indies and stuff, which means he never really meets the Young Bucks or anything. And, right. you know, he, he along with the Young Bucks were like kind of the driving force of the whole idea of AEW and all that stuff. So that doesn't happen without him. Right. So what you're saying is that by doing this, what if I have destroyed AEW much in a monkey paw situation, uh, the Homer of, yeah. and the turkey sandwich. Because as like, I bet my money would be on the young bucks, basically staying in new Japan, mm-hmm. Kenny staying in new Japan. Cause there wouldn't be any sort of reason you know, there there wouldn't be like an AEW or anything. You know what I mean? Right. Like, even if they did try to put on their own show, like maybe if they still had the idea of trying to put on their own show, yeah. I don't think it goes anywhere near as far as it as it did without Cody. You know? Right. I think AEW. There might be something like AEW that exists because I think Tony Khan wanted to have it happen, and he has that kind of money. But I think you're right. I don't think it it grows to where it is now. I don't think it becomes the, the um, alternative. And I think part of it's because, well, we might still want an alternative just to have more wrestling. I don't think we would have the same like hunger from a lot of fans. And yeah, wrestlers. that's the other thing. The same and hunger would be there. Uh, and again, you know, he wouldn't have, you know, even if Tony Khan did try to start up this company still, he wouldn't have Cody there. He wouldn't have right. Cody's mind there. He honestly probably wouldn't have Kenny in the Young Bucks because they would probably still be in New Japan. They wouldn't probably, like, that probably never happens. So he's probably just starting up this indie company. He has a lot of money, but he probably doesn't have the talent. Yeah, no, I think you're right. So I've accidentally destroyed AEW with my question. Okay. Um, I think I. But in in this alternative world, you know, we also have a. Uh, an actual like watchable enjoyable wwe product right and because there's no competition for triple h to get blamed on nxt doesn't have to be revamped so all those AEW guys get their chance in nxt and again because vince has changed his mindset maybe we see mjf and darby allen get a chance at raw without being micromanaged to death exactly um, yeah huh but literally, this only happens with a change in personality from Vince McMahon. And right. the only way CM Punk is at all happy in that company is if there is a, a mindset change in Vince McMahon. So right. that's, that's kind of why this is happening, because it's literally the only way to have this alternate reality where CM Punk stays in WWE. Right. Literally, the only way for it to happen is for Vince McMahon to have this this change, you know, in, in ideas. So part of the way that I try and sell our chaos ringside episodes is I take, I'm taking the what if questions and putting it up there. Like last time I said, if Marty Jannetty doesn't go through the barbershop, there is no bullet club. Um, Cause that's where we got this time. Yeah. I'm literally going to say, if CM Punk never left there to be, there is no AEW that I'm not going to explain it in any way. <laughs> that's all I'm going to say. 
No, that's fine because hopefully that'll get people to try to listen and see what we uh, come up with. I would love it if trolls just like or jump on it without even trying to listen Please. to it. Please. <laughs> that would be, be so much fun for me. Um but yeah, no, I think I think um I think you're right. I think it ends up being it's not about punk, it's about the fact the only way that you can make punk stay is that change. And since that changes in Vince, it changes everything else. So yep. Yeah. So, um, okay. I think that'll do it for this um, week. I tried to look up the WCW pay-per-view for, uh, I think it'll be in January of 96. Cause we just did December of 95. So right. the math. Um, I, I couldn't figure it out. So we'll watch whatever the pay-per-view WCW pay-per-view from 1996 in December. I, I did look it up and I couldn't figure out. Uh, really? Yeah. Go do it because Google hates me. I'm stupid. That does mean, though, while well, he looks that up. Um, so, what we're doing, we're doing that WCW paper, which we will name in just a second. Week after that, we'll do some more chaos and ringside. And the final week in November, we're going to watch um, the Royal Rumble from 1996, um, which you should all know what happens in the Royal Rumble at 1996. I'm actually looking forward to that because I've not seen that Royal Rumble match in a while. I think the one from 95 sticks in my head more. Um, so I'll be interested to see what actually happens in the Royal Rumble match. I know who's going to win. You should all know who's going to win. But I want to see what actually the match is like. Um, and guess what? Okay. What's the pay-per-view? Starcade. Or Super Bowl, I mean. Sorry. Yeah. Not Starcade. Not as easy as you thought. Starcade no, was December. Right. Yeah. That sounds about right. Super Brawl. So, actually, Super Brawl is a pretty. It's not like their best pay per view, but it's definitely not one of their like random. We just picked a name pay per views. It has some history to it. So maybe yep. it'll be a pretty good matchup with uh, uh, Royal Rumble. We'll have to see. Well, I know uh, what the main event is, so we'll see. <laughs> the main event is always a like a coin toss with WCW. You're probably not going to like it, but the yeah. undercard is what we watch it for for quality all right um so yeah that's all of uh, november as far as uh, our wednesday shows um keep honest with star trek on mondays we're doing a two-parter for the next two weeks for deep space nine and then we start voyager and that's a whole nother bag of fish kettle of fish i like bag of fish we're gonna go with bag I'm um, bag other than that, I, I haven't worked out when, but uh, DJ Madman should, and I should have a Thanksgiving episode. And if I can think of any other cool like bonus stuff to do for Thanksgiving, it won't be as epic as what we did for October, but we'll still put up some stuff for Thanksgiving in case you don't want to be around your family. Um, so, so yeah, just join us for that. Uh, thanks to Eric Bowman for the theme song. Follow us on Twitter to see all the troll hate, hopefully, in the Chaos Pod show. Uh, and um, follow me at Last Bill Chris One. Uh, did you have anything else you wanted to add today, buddy? Just I appreciate everyone. Hope everyone has a great time, you know, and, and uh, hope everyone had a great Halloween. Uh, and yeah, we we love you. I mean, I didn't say that, but I'll I'll, I'll go ahead and let him say we that. we. <laughs> Have a good night, everybody. Two seats.